Oh, yes, He will. And what God wills for me and wills for you is so far beyond anything you and I could ever hope upon ourselves. So say with me today, Lord, have your way in my life. Hmm. Let's praise him as Brother Kleindens comes to minister us today. Will you open your hearts to the Lord? We worship you, Lord Jesus. We praise your mighty name. Lifting your voices all across the auditorium for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Blessed be the mighty name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. There's no one like Jesus. Hasn't this been an encouraging worship service? Hasn't this been encouraging to be in the presence of the Lord? Feel the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in this place. I give honor today to your wonderful pastor and wife and family and all the leadership staff. Aren't you blessed in this church with such great leaders, such a great and wonderful man, my friend, Pastor Kyle. I was on the way to the airport yesterday when I was canceled for the meeting that we were going to in Virginia because of the snowstorm coming across up there today. And uh, so I put out a text to about 10 or 12 Florida pastors that would be nearby I could get to. And uh, Pastor Kyle responded and said, come on down. So here we are. Thank the Lord. And I'm thankful for that. And I appreciate that very much. I'll be leaving on Thursday for Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I would really appreciate the prayers of this church in praying for myself and my wife while I'm gone. And uh, be there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, actually Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then beginning the long trip home. We'll be going down into Malaysia and encouraging the pastors, the saints of God that will be there. They call it a camp meeting. It's uh, three days, morning and night, church all day, and we'll have a great time praying together and ministering. I think I'll be ministering six times, so I appreciate the prayers for that situation. Glad that my wife's able to be with me today. She's been traveling with me more lately since the boys are gone and married and on their own. Amen. And uh, we've been on the road now in a rental uh, vehicle. We've been on the road for about three and a half weeks, way back since before Thanksgiving. And uh, she'll make it home tonight. I won't make it home till tomorrow. I got to fly out of here one more place. And then I'll be home tomorrow for a couple of days before leaving. We're also very thrilled to have our disciple with us, Sister Dee Dee. Amen. God bless her. Amen. We always stay in contact in God's blessing. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 49. Luke 8, 49. Uh, verses of scripture there. Seems to be what the Lord is trying to say to us in this service. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only. 
and she shall be made whole. Believe only. That's the message I want to preach today. Believe only. Only believe. We've got to try to put every other aspect, push it back, push it away, resist it, overcome it, pray against it, plead the blood against it. Only believe. Would you clap your hands one more time to the Lord Jesus Christ? Lord, I pray there will be an impartation of faith, persistence, endurance, and overcoming in this house today. And everybody said in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I'm going to start out in a place you may not expect. I'm not going to challenge you to have faith, tell you you need to have faith, encourage you to greater faith. I want to start out with a declaration. I know you already have faith. You have faith. You have. The Bible says you can't come to God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. You wouldn't have made it to church today if you didn't believe there was a God. You had enough faith to believe to go to church, to go to the house of God. You didn't come to my house. You didn't come to his house. We came to the house of God because you believe there is a God. And not only do we believe there is a God, the second part said that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. We not only believe in God, we believe he's a good God. We believe that the God we serve has good intentions toward all of us. I've heard numerous times in this service already today how that God wants to bless you and help you and deliver you. And Pastor called people forward for healing and for deliverance. And everything about the songs and the encouragement is not only that there is a God, but that He has good intentions and He has a good desire to bless you and to help you and to deliver you and to be the strength that you need for wherever you are. Somebody ought to say amen. So the purpose of the message is not to tell you to have faith. I believe you already have faith. But to tell you that your faith will take you beyond your conditions. God is greater than your conditions. Hebrews 11.1 1 provides one of the most concise and easily remembered definitions of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We understand that faith is first experienced in the imagery of the mind. It's got it's to cross your mind. You've got to be able to see it. You've got to be able to close your eyes and see your deliverance. See yourself in victory. See yourself with the devil under your feet. You've got to see that answer coming through. You've you got to see that doctor's report being clear. You, you've got to be able to close your eyes and see yourself having the conversation where the good news is being delivered, where the answer is finally coming through, where, where they're saying it's done, it's happened, it's taken care of. You've got to see it in your mind. 
That's where faith is born. It's born in the imagery of your mind. All the land which thou seest. You've got to be able to look out there past all the negative, all the clouds of doubt and fear and intimidation and all the bad news and all the setbacks and, and all the discouragement and all the stumbling blocks and all the getting arrested and thrown in jail and all that and say, I see in my mind the victory. I see the mighty hand of God I see it happening I see myself being blessed by the mighty God I serve and then once you see it in your mind it's able to soak in you see you once you see it you've got to you've got to hold on to it you've got to you've got to keep it you've got to retain it you can't let it slip away by everything else you're seeing and hearing you've got to you've got to hold fast to your profession of faith you begin to speak what you've seen. I've, I've seen the Lord doing it. I'm, this is what I believe. And if you hold on to it and you keep thinking about it and you keep saying it and you keep dwelling on it, it slowly soaks into your emotions. Pretty soon you get to feeling it. <laughs> Pretty soon you're saying, I've got a feeling. Everything is going to be all right. I got a feeling. It's what I've been thinking about, what I've been seeing, what I've been faith which cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God that has soaked into my intellect is now getting into my emotion and I just feel like something good is about to happen. I, I don't know what you've been feeling. I don't know what you've been thinking. I just stopped by this morning to speak a prophetic word into your life. You've got to think on good things. You've got to think about the goodness of Jesus. When I think of His goodness and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You get to thinking about it. You'll get to feel feeling about it. It'll put some joy in your heart. It'll put some strength inside of you. You'll be able to wake up and look at all that darkness and confusion and all that negative and all the adversity and everything that's coming against you and say greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. You'll wake up and say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and I will rejoice in it. Somebody shout hallelujah. So faith is in the mind. And then faith is in the emotions. But I want to push it just a little past that today. And remind you that faith reaches beyond the limitations of your brain. For he is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all, we are able to ask or even think. And it reaches beyond your emotions. Even when you're not feeling like you should, your faith is in God. Your faith is in His Word. Your faith is in the power of His Spirit. It's faith in Him that makes the miracle possible. Not faith in how good I think or faith in how good I feel, but faith in how good He is. Faith is greater than the limitations of my mind. Faith is greater than the limitations of my spirit. It is not constrained within the boundaries of intellect or emotion because faith is spiritual. 
faith gets in the brain, but it doesn't originate there. Faith gets in the emotion, but it doesn't originate there. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by His Word. It is spiritually produced. It's a spiritual spark that comes when we come to church and worship like we've been worshiping today. When you clap your hands regardless of what situation you're in. When you raise your hands regardless of what's happening all around you. That's spiritual. That, that sparks a spiritual flame that brings something alive inside of you that's not based on anything else but the goodness of Jesus. I trust in Him and Him alone. It's the secret treasure of Christianity. It's the secret passageway. It's how we get out. It's our secret escape out of circumstances. People can't figure out how we do it, how they do that, how that happened. How come they always seem to somehow it's our secret doorway. Put us in a room with no windows, no doors. Uh, turn out the light uh, and walk away. In a minute we'll find out he is the light. Hallelujah. We'll find out he is the door. Hallelujah. He'll open a window of heaven. He'll shake a foundation if he has do we have a way of escape you're not locked in your circumstance I'm prophesying to you today there's a way of escape there's a way out there's a way through march us up to the Red Sea God will part that Red Sea march us up to the walls of Jericho they'll fall down flat God will make a way where there is no way the just shall live by faith. Pastor, I imagine you getting a lot of counseling sessions where people come to you with serious problems, complex circumstances, situations that look twisted up like a bowl of spaghetti, and they're looking to you, Pastor, what should we do? I don't know what to do. What, what's the answer here? I'll tell you one thing that's always the answer. The just shall live by faith. You're going to stay alive, you got to have faith. If you're going to stay alive, you've got to say it looks impossible, but I'm going to trust God to make a way in this impossible situation. Hebrews 16 says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. We have faith and that's how we please God. Now, I'm going to push you a little bit here. So the problem it's not that we don't have faith. And I'm going to tell you something else you may not know. I don't think the problem is that you don't have enough faith. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, you have enough faith. Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Everybody has a measure. Everybody has a certain amount. But what's the measure of faith? Well, how much do you need? How much do you need? That's the measure. What's God measuring? If you're a measure and he gives you a measure and you a measure, I think he looks at your circumstances. That ought to do it. <laughs> what are you doing? That ought to. Well, that ought to. Well, well. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You have enough faith for whatever you're facing. Now, the apostles asked the Lord Jesus. They, he said, Lord, increase our faith. Pastor, if I just had more faith, I just need more faith. I'm afraid I don't have enough faith. What did he say to them? He said, if you had faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you would say to the mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea. 
Now, I don't know if you know how small that really is. If I was holding a mustard seed, you wouldn't be able to see it. Faith so small, you can't see it, is enough. It's enough. I said, it's enough. Now, now you're not hearing me. I'm going to say, it's enough. Your faith so small we can barely see it or hear it is enough. You have enough faith. You have what you need. It's the measure God gave you. So if the problem is not the absence of faith, nor the quantity of faith, then what's the problem? Where do we get tangled up? Where does the hindrance come? Well, Jesus explained this specifically to the disciples and gave them a direct answer. Matthew 17, 14. A man brought his demonically oppressed son to the disciples, but they could not get him free. Jesus prayed and loosed the boy. So here, the, then came the disciples to Jesus and said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And he reminded them, for verily I say unto you, if you had faith the grain of a mustard seed, all it would take is a mustard seed to cast out the devil from this boy. But your problem is not your mustard seed faith. Your, faith, your problem is this unbelief. See, see, faith in its essence is so powerful that the smallest amount of it moves the very foundations of hell all by itself. The problem is when our faith gets diluted by our circumstances. Most of us in this place understand unconditional love. Unconditional love is when we love somebody with no conditions on their behavior. We love them even though they disappoint us. We love them even though they betrayed us. We love them even though they live in ways we disagree with. Many love their children that way. Their children may be disappointing them, may be abandoning them. Children can sometimes be very um, heartbreaking to parents. But they keep loving them anyway. That's unconditional love. We love people regardless of how they behave. We don't agree with it, but we just love them anyway. It's an unconditional love, not based on performance or behavior or actions. And we understand why that works. But we get to faith. And what I'm here to tell you today is we need to learn some unconditional faith. We, 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 we start out with our faith. We're doing so good. But, but we need to have faith in spite of failures. Faith in spite of disappointments. Faith in spite of rejection and hurt. When it comes to faith, somehow... Somehow we let the circumstances start messing with us. Jesus said, you couldn't see your miracle because you let some outside circumstances in. Mustard seed would see you through a crumb that falls from the master's table will cast out the devil. It's, it's not your faith that's the problem. It's everything surrounding your faith. It's everything affecting your faith that's making the difference. Now, maybe I can get this here. Yeah, I see this. You would not drink, hopefully, if you got any sense whatsoever. You would not drink a cap full of bleach. 
just a capful. If I'd fill that up with Clorox or bleach or something, nobody would want to drink that straight Clorox capful of bleach. It's strong. It's concentrated. It's toxic. But you could pour that same capful of bleach into a five-gallon bucket of water or five-gallon container and drink all of it. No problem. Why? Because in its concentrated form, it's powerful, but diluted down, it's harmless. That's what's happening to you if you want to know. You've got faith. You've got mustard seed faith. But you're drinking gallons worth of doubt and fear every day of your life. Your faith is getting mixed when you get fired from your job. You're getting gallons worth of discouragement and disappointment. And when your family members hurt your feelings and they talk mean to you and they break your heart, it's gallons worth of hurt, gallons worth of a broken heart. And your faith is in there. He didn't. When Jesus told them their problem, he didn't say you didn't have faith. He said it's unbelief. You've got, that's why the Bible said only believe, only believe. I can't let anything get in here and dilute my faith. I've got to keep it strong. I've got to keep it in its concentrated form. I want faith and nothing else. Call it a stubborn faith if you want to. Just stubbornly believe it. But what about this? But what about that? But you're not really paying attention. But you need to pay, you need to have wisdom. You didn't know faith, 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 faith. I'm just believing God. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot just use what you've got I'm going to take my mustard seed and I'm going into this world and I'm not letting anything contaminate it get into it mess up my mind confuse me knock me off course only believe so the apostle Peter on the boat with the others here comes Jesus walking on the water Walking on the sea. Walking on the sea. Jesus out there on the sea. And the apostle Peter wants to get outside the boat of intimidation and fear and comfort and problems. And get out there in the miraculous. Get out there where the blessing actually is. Get out there where it actually comes through. Out there where it actually happens. And he says, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. And out he goes. Out on the water. And he's doing fine. His faith, his mustard seed, his little cap full of faith got him out there on the water. And he's out there on the water doing fine until he kind of pauses to analyze. You know, kind of windy out here. Didn't really pay attention it was raining when I was on the boat. (laughs) Them waves are coming my way. And I don't know, maybe he looked back and realized how far he'd gotten from the boat. And the Bible tells he began to sink. And I just, you know, when somebody has a fear of something, like a fear of heights or something like that, Pastor, and they're trying to climb a ladder, you know, go against their fear. We say to them, don't look down. I wish I could have been there that day when the apostle was out there on the water and he starts getting afraid. And he starts doubting and he starts crumbling and it starts caving in on him. And he's worrying about all that waves and wind and rain and storm and darkness. I'd have liked to have said, look down. You're standing on the water. 
He's standing on the water worrying about a wave. I love you, but I think I just read your mail. I've come to tell you, look down. You're standing on the water worrying about a wave. Why should I worry about waves that are on the way to me? When they get here, they're going to crash into my miracle. Can I prophesy to you? I know there's some things coming. I know there's some bad news on the way. I know there's some difficult situations you're going to face. But when they get to you, they are going to crash in to your miracle. Look where you're standing. You are standing on a miracle. When the earth all around me is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. I'm Standing on the promises of God. Let a thousand fall on my left hand. Let ten thousand fall on my right. It's not going to get near me because it's going to crash into my miracle. When it gets to me, when all those things get to me, when that day comes and I've got to face it that day, it's going to come right into my miracle. I'm standing. Somebody needs to realize where you are today. 2 Corinthians 4.8 We are troubled on every side but not distressed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed let me kind of fill in the blanks for you we're troubled on every side but not distressed because we're standing on the promises of God and he's a very present help in the time of trouble we're perplexed but not in despair because we're standing on the promise of the one who is the way maker. I'm perplexed. I don't understand how. I don't know when. I can't figure it out. I just know he's a way maker. And somehow, somehow, he's going to make a way where there is none. We're persecuted but not forsaken because he is a friend that is closer than a brother. We're cast down but not destroyed because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I've got something on the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I'm standing on the water. I'm not going to let the waves get me down. I'm not going to let the waves steal my faith. I'm going to look down and realize I'm standing on holy ground. Look where you are today. If it wasn't for the Lord, you could be in a hospital right now. But look where you are. You could be an alcoholic. You could be sitting home right now like some people are. Kicked back in their easy chair, half-dressed, hair messed up, watching TV, smoking a cigarette, drinking alcohol, drinking a beer, trying to say, oh, I don't want to have to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to have to face another day. But that's not your condition right now. Look where you're standing. You could be home in bed. You could have the curtains pulled. You could have a pillow over your head. 
You could be you could be so discouraged and so depressed, so upset, suicidal, full of doubt and fear. You couldn't even crawl out of your bed and get out here in the real world. But here you are, out under the sunshine, out here in the real day, facing real problems, living your life with the help of the Lord on your side. You made it through all of it to the house of God. You made it in spite of all of it to the place of worship. You've been hearing beautiful songs. You've been feeling the Holy Spirit of God. You're listening to a preacher preach some faith into your spirit. You need to get your eyes off the wind and the rain and the waves and look down. Look where you're standing. We are standing on holy ground and there are angels all around. I feel the brush of angels' wings. I feel the master in the house. I feel the blood flowing like a river. It's waves which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me. I see a crimson stream of salvation. I see a crimson stream of victory. I see a crimson stream of victorious deliverance from the mighty hand of God. Woo! Go ahead and worship the Lord right where you're standing. God is greater than your condition. God is greater than your circumstance. Fear not. Fear not. Believe only. Fear not. Believe only. Get stubborn about it. Get stubborn. Get unreasonable about it. Just get to the point there's no talking you out of it. Get an unreasonable faith. Get a non-negotiable faith. You're not going to talk me out of it. You can say anything you want to say. My mind's made up. I'll go to my grave trusting in Jesus. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. You can't let anything else in with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct thy paths. Your problem is not you don't have faith. You're letting everything else in. You're letting stuff in you don't need to let in. You're letting things shake you. You're letting waves that are on the way startle you. You need to stand firm. I'm standing on a miracle. He brought me this far by faith. God that got me here is the God that's going to take me the rest of the way. The God that got me out of that bed woke me up this morning, set me on my way. The God that brought me out of that darkness. The God that brought me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock to stay. Somebody's getting a breakthrough right now. I feel the anointing destroying a yoke. Watch. Watch. I'm about I'm about finished, but I got to re re-examining. The Bible said faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So I begin to visit some of those faith inspiring scriptures. That remind me God is greater than my condition. He's not just good. He's not just great. I've got the measure. God is bigger. How big is your God? He's big enough for whatever you're facing. Watch. I've been saying this for years. 
Greater is he that is in me. That's powerful. But that's not the whole story. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the conditions. Than he that is in the world. See, it's not just the greatness of God. It's that the greatness of God is greater than your condition. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Watch. If God be for us, who, what condition, what kind of people can be against us? Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Conditions, conditions will not prevail against it. Pastor, upon this rock, I will build my church and the conditions will not prevail against it. You can build a church anywhere, in any culture, among any people, in any circumstances. If you face the waters, they'll part. If you face a giant, it'll fall. If you're blocked out, the walls will come down. If you confront lions, God will close their mouth. If you're thrown in the fire, you'll become fireproof. The doctor's report will change. The cancer will disappear. The tumor will vanish. The report will go in your favor. I've come to remind somebody, he's not just God, he's greater than your condition. Can you take can you take a minute more? Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with thee. When you go through the rivers, they will not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. He said, I've got you in every condition. I've got your back in every circumstance. I've got you wherever you find yourself. God can give you water from a rock in the middle of a drought. He can give you manna from heaven in the middle of a famine. He can give you streams in the middle of a desert. He can give you peace in the middle of a storm. He'll give you joy in the midnight hour. Healing for sickness and strength for weakness. I've come to tell you your mustard feet is moving your mountain. Let our musicians come. Woo! When I think of the goodness of Jesus, I've come to prophesy into your life the devil's about to lose. He's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. You're gonna win. You're gonna win. You're gonna win. You're more than a conqueror through him. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than enough. Woo! Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No, God's greater. Distress or persecution? No, God's greater. Famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? No, God's greater. It is written. For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted, looked at, proclaimed sheep for the slaughter. But I say in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. 
Faith only. Believe only. I am persuaded. Neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come. No height, doesn't matter how big it is. Nor death, doesn't matter how deep it is. Nor any other creature shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because I've come to prophesy to you today, God is greater than your circumstances. God is greater than your condition. So, if it were a court of law, and we were in the judicial proceedings, I would say, as your counsel, we're going out there. You're going to have to testify. Here's your counsel. Don't allow circumstantial evidence to find you guilty of unbelief because God is greater than your circumstances I'll leave you with this altars are open he's standing on the miracle all he has to do is move his miracle forward Now my miracle's here. If I'm going to overcome what's in front of me, all I have to do is move my miracle forward. I'm prophesying over you. You're anointed. God's favor is on you. God is on your side. So when it comes time for the meeting, when you got to go to work tomorrow morning, your company's blessed just because you work there. Because when you walk through the door, I'm bringing my miracle. Your family's blessed just because you're in it. Because when you go to the Christmas dinner this year with your family, you're bringing your miracle with you. I think I heard this story from my wife. She speaks at these ladies' conferences. I'm not, I don't remember where I heard I think she told me. It's at a ladies' conference. Hundreds and hundreds of ladies. They got to play in some faith music. People got to dancing, praising God, worshiping the Lord. One of the timid, younger pastor's wives always wanted to dance in the spirit, but just kind of locked in the boat. <laughs> Most people stay in the boat. One of the older pastor's wives noticed her and slipped up beside her and said, Honey, wouldn't you like to dance in the spirit? She said, Oh, I really would, but I just don't know how. I don't know how. That wise pastor's wife said, Oh, honey. It's easy. All you have to do is move your feet. 
I've come to prophesy to you. I don't know how to walk by faith. I don't know how to overcome all this. I don't know what to, just move your feet. Move your miracle. Show up, speak up, go forward. Just keep getting up. Get out of that bed. Get on your feet. I'm moving my miracle. I'm going to take my anointing with me. I'm going to take my favor with me. When I get there, there may not be no miracle there, but when I get there, there'll be a miracle there because I'm a walking, talking, fire-breathing, Holy Ghost-filled miracle all by myself. There's going to be a miracle wherever I go because I'm taking my miracle. Come on, move your feet down here to this altar. Get up here a little closer. It's time to pray. It's time for somebody. It's time for somebody to break through. It's time for somebody to dance. It ain't hard, just move your feet. Move your feet. I ain't staying in this mess. I'm not staying in this discouragement. I'm not staying in this doubt. I'm getting up. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of this boat. I'm walking somehow, some way, one way or the other. I'm being delivered. I'm being delivered. Lift your hands to the Lord. Close your eyes. Get your mind on Jesus. Greater is he that is flowing into you right now. There's power, power coming down. There's power coming into your heart. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and let a loud praise out. Let a high praise go up. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. God is greater. Woo! Shake off those heavy bands. Get it in your brain. It'll sink into your emotion. It'll catch a fire in your spirit. It'll catch a fire. I speak a fire into your spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak a fire into your spirit. Come on. Let your hallelujahs out. Something's about to catch on fire. Let your praise out. Something's about to catch on fire. When I think Woo! the goodness of Jesus. Somebody's about to catch on fire.
in the spirit find you a place to dance in the Holy Ghost come on I feel like there's a shout in the house somebody leaping for joy leaping for joy if you can't get up on your feet get up on your tiptoes if you can't get very high then reach your hands up a little high it'll look like you're leaping higher than you actually are seed is all you need. God is greater than your situation. Are you ready? What do you got next? Well, you better get something your own. You got five right. seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Sing. Sing. I, I got a praise. I got a praise and I
maybe not everybody, but as many as want to. I think we need a little victory shouting march around here. Those that want to do it can take off that way. Down that aisle, cross the back, and back down this side. All you got to do is move your feet. Move your miracle. This is how they marched around the walls of Jericho until the walls came tumbling down. Somebody's walls about to crumble. You're about to get access. You've been blocked out, but the Lord is about to let you in. Take your miracle. Yeah, come down these center aisles. Come down any aisle you want to.
to God. Today belongs to you.
and say, devil, that is my mustard seed of faith. I just want him to see it because he's never going to take it. Come on, raise it up and tell him, devil, I want you to know it's enough to defeat you, overcome you, overcome life in the name of Jesus Christ. Put those hands together and give God glory. Come on, let it be a victory hand clap. It's in the house. It's in the house. Now listen. Listen. Because tomorrow, life comes back. But this time, they might not even see it, but in your pocket, it's going to be your hand. And your two little fingers are going to be your thumb and your index are going to be together. And you're going to have it in your pocket. And everywhere you go in your mind, you're going to be saying, I've got my mustard seed of faith. I've got my mustard seed of faith. I've got my mustard seed of faith. And no matter where you go, no matter what you face, no matter what's going on, and if it gets really bad, just pull it out. It's your way of saying, I've got everything I need to get through this. Everything I need. Thank you. Brother Klein Dentz, come on. Let's give the Lord praise and the honor of the man for bringing the word. What a word. We go home today with victory in our heart, victory in our soul, and a mustard seed in our pocket that we're not ever going to let go of from this day forward. I love you. God bless you. Stop off as you go out. Get an envelope. Purchase one of those little blocks. I think it's like 20 bucks. I don't know what it is. Write a check. Give us your credit card. Social security number, bank application. Give us something. Let's build that. Let's build that Bible school in Liberia. Let's do it. God bless you. I love you. You're the greatest people in the world. Greet one another. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Uplift one another. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. Speak well of one another. Strengthen one another. Let's do it. God bless you in Jesus' name.